Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to a special edition of In Black and Right, the Father's Day edition. And I normally wouldn't be working on uh, on a weekend, but this is a special occasion. And given how things have been transpiring in the news world over the last, what, several months, I figure we're going to be doing more uh, stuff on the weekends, probably uh, a seven-day-a-week edition of In Black and Right for a while as we're dealing with the rest of the primary season as well as other immediate and very controversial events that are taking place in the news. Uh, We still are, uh, this is the 19th of June, the High Court... The Supreme Court has 11 more days left in its session, and they still have not made their official ruling on the Mississippi case, which could overturn Roe v. Wade back to the states. And yes, all of the anti-life zealots, the pro-abortion militias, are ready to go and continue to bring all kinds of violence all across the country this summer as well as the invasion that is heading to the southern border and they're beginning to split off looking to go into places like southern arizona new mexico texas and other points of entry because they know where the big holes are in the wall and they are looking to overrun and overwhelm uh, the border patrol And so, yeah, there's all of that. But to get started for today, uh, to pick up on a story uh, that I brought on Friday, that the Capitol complex had been infiltrated and breached again. And this happened on Thursday night. And seven people were detained by U.S. Capitol Police. Now, the interesting part is that the seven people who were detained and possibly face even more criminal charges happen to be uh, employees of CBS, who CBS, the TV network, and they happen to work for, wait for it, alleged comedian and late night host, Stephen Colbert. Well, well, well. And CBS has confirmed this. So what were seven members of Stephen Colbert's staff doing in the Capitol uh, when they didn't have permission to be there? Hmm. We don't know. I mean, at this point, it would be pure speculation. But now... With this intrusion and breach into the Capitol, and given the fact that the January 6th kangaroo court is still having its severe Soviet-style messed up show trials, now this does say, hey, I mean, you take this latest breach uh, of security mixed in with the kangaroo court hearings and John Solomon's additional reporting on the Capitol Police were warned some two 
or more weeks before January 6th about potential violence and security breaches. These are things that aren't going to be talked about by the committee. And now you've got this. It's, oh, well, it's Colbert. No, we'll just ignore it. No, just sweep it under the rock. No, you can't do that, folks. I mean, how did these people even get in? I mean, they're supposed to be media, but apparently they didn't decide to go through normal protocol. So this does bring new questions, which will, of course, never be answered by the committee in its current configuration, but it is there. And there will be more reports to come because Solomon is a fantastic investigative journalist who has all kinds of sources. So this is only the beginning, folks. There will be more coming. So hang on to your hats for that one. But in different news along the COVID front, now, now that we have the FDA and saying, hey, it's great, let's go vaccinate those kids. <laughs> that just really sickens me. Apparently it's fully approved and now they're going to start vaccinating really young kids all the way down to babies as young as six months old. And I warned parents, keep in mind, this is an experimental vaccine. It has not been thoroughly studied at all. And on top of that, you could easily subject your child to all kinds of vaccine-related injuries. Well, just along that same front, the Epic Times brought a story. Children in China diagnosed with diabetes after getting Chinese COVID-19 vaccines. And I'm thinking, oh boy, this could be fun. And it is not just in kids. I have a friend who did catch COVID, lives in Arizona. And yes, he was in the hospital, an adult man in his late 40s, and yet never had diabetes, never. So now, after he got out of the hospital, he now has, he has type 1 diabetes and has to take insulin. So this is not just kids. Adults can have this problem too. And he had no history at all of diabetes. Now, having diabetes myself, I understood. I could totally relate. I didn't get mine because of a messed up vaccine. But, but my goodness, folks, Chinese kids getting type 1 diabetes, juvenile diabetes, Ay, 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 ay. And now they want to put this stuff in American kids? Oh, no, 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 no. This is why I've told parents time and time again, don't take your doctor's word for it if they say it's safe and effective because you have no idea what this could do to your kids. None. There's been no studies, short-term, long-term, or anywhere in the middle, about how these affect really young, healthy children. I told the story. I have a member of my family. She's 18. She's an athlete. 
healthy girl. I've known her entire life. And now she gets two blood clots in her lungs after taking the vaccine. Because if, if one of those clots broke off and got anywhere near her heart, she could end up, could have ended up dead. That is no joke. Because that's why I refuse and still refuse to take the vaccine. Because if there's going to be any blood clots anywhere near my heart, because I've had a heart attack, or anywhere near my brain, because I've already had two strokes, I'm like, no, thank you. I don't care. I do not care. And with t and this two, about what, pushed over two years, not two and a half, but two years, I have not had COVID once. Not at all. By the grace of God. I haven't had COVID. I've never been hospitalized. The worst thing I ever got was a cold, a head cold. And I was fine. I could breathe. Nothing was wrong with my heart. Nothing. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm certainly not, you know, saying, you know, be me. I mean, you could always, you know, make that choice. But to tell me that if I didn't have a choice, I would say, uh, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not going to happen. You can do whatever you want, but I'm not taking that crap. <sighs> oh, excuse me. So, yeah. So, again, parents, do your, do your homework. Do due diligence. Get a second opinion if you have to. But if you don't want to put any kind of stuff like that into your babies and you don't know what the risks are and they're like, oh, it's all the happy talk. Oh, it's safe and effective. It'll do this. No, do not take them at their word. Their word may not necessarily be gospel. And the, C and the FDA, the CDC, uh-uh, definitely not those guys because they more than likely have some type of financial interest. They're getting a whole lot of money from Pfizer, from Moderna. Even Dr. Fauci's been getting some, but he's, again, being such a jerkwad and saying, no, I don't have to disclose that. Nyeh. So, okay, fine, knock yourself out. You're probably got a job until 2024 because if Trump or DeSantis wins, in 2024, pretty much, you're going to have to make a beeline out of there and fast. Because you, sir, are going to be put through the ringer. And you can take your little retirement and all that money you've got that you've made, probably in investments, which has probably taken a pretty severe hit, uh, given the conditions in the market. But, eh, no thanks. So you can just yuck it up, have some fun, but there will be investigations even before 2024, at least in the House anyway, maybe even in the Senate. So enjoy, Dr. Fauci. Just enjoy because your days are numbered, buddy. They're just totally numbered. Uh, let's see. Let's. Oh, here's another interesting story that I find that I found interesting for a different reason. And this comes from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Now, uh, 
this, the headline from Just the News, Virginia Attorney General offers help in prosecution after judge kicks local prosecutor off the case. Now, okay, I thought, hmm, this is interesting. Now, Jason Miares, the Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, apparently has offered his services, according to Commonwealth law, in a case that involved Loudoun County. And I thought, uh-oh. Because every time I see Loudoun County anywhere, I got to check this out. So from the story in Just the News, the court removed Loudoun County Commonwealth's attorney, Buta Bibaraj, from prosecuting a case after alleging she misrepresented the facts so the judge would grant the defendant a lighter sentence. So I thought, hmm. Now, Buta Bibaraj, the Commonwealth attorney for Loudoun County, is another bought and paid for George Soros slave. Now, you might have heard of her before because she was the county prosecutor who went after uh, Kevin Smith, the father who got really angry at the Loudoun County School District after its superintendent, uh, who was a real piece of work, uh, denied that there was no, that his daughter was not sexually assaulted back in uh I'm not exactly sure what the month was, but yeah. Now, the dad was mad, and, and, and rightly so. And then he got taken away by the Loudoun County Sheriff's, and oh, baby. And she, Bibaraj, wanted to take the case personally to send a message to all the other disgruntled parents that you go you that you go to a school board meeting and you try something like this we're going to prosecute you to the full extent of the law because i am the prosecutor really uh miss bibarage honey uh you now have got a problem because now with the cover-up and it was a cover-up by the loudon county school board the superintendent knew on the day it happened the first sexual assault so now they knew the whole stinking board knew the day it happened now to go before a public meeting and to say well we weren't aware of it and then oops here come the receipts here comes the email and then not too long later at another school when you tried to sweep it under the rug and keep it quiet there was a second sexual assault by a biological male who tried to pass himself off as trans so no the <laughs> you got problems lady because there's no stinking way that you will be allowed on this case because the probe that was being that is being done, I believe, by the attorney general's office. Uh, yeah, they, they've got a problem and you've got a problem because if this case ever goes to either criminal or civil trial, uh, you could very easily be called as a witness 
or at worse, you could be a codependent. You could be a codependent because you weren't exactly helpful uh, when a lot of this came out and now you've been kicked off another case by a judge, by, a, by another court. So, hmm, this could get interesting. So anything that usually involves Loudoun County, I'm usually taking a look at because I'm waiting for the Attorney General to finish his probe of the Loudoun County School District and their attempted cover-up of not one but two sexual assaults. And Kevin Smith, <clears throat> my man, you have a case. You could bring either a civil or criminal case before the Loudoun County School District and sue the living daylights out of them because they were involved in a conspiracy and a cover-up. Go get them. Please go get them. Because these people are so arrogant, they think they can't be touched. Now, I say, vote them out of office and sue them. <laughs> Please, do both. I mean, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. So, that's just me, but Loudoun County is just too weird, too woke, and it's about time they got a serious dose of reality. And I'm not kidding. I mean, it's really messed up there. Uh, let's see. Let's turn a little bit to... Oh, yes. <laughs> I love this. <clears throat> I, I love this one. Because if you didn't hear what happened Tuesday night, this past Tuesday, down in South Texas in the 34th Congressional District, the name Myra Flores should become a household word because Myra Flores, a young, simply a lovely woman, she's a wife of a Border Patrol agent, she's a mother, she's a woman of deep faith, and she ran in a special election to, uh, for the seat, the congressional seat that was there. Now, given a lot of the current feelings by Hispanics in this country, and that's not just Texas, it's Hispanics all over the place, legal immigrants, because Myra Flores was born in Mexico. She came to this country as a child. She became a naturalized citizen, became legal, and she not only beat two other Democrats for the seat, she got over 50% of the vote, so there's going to be no runoff. Now, the fact that this particular congressional district has been a Democrat stronghold since Reconstruction, that's 1870. So 150 years, this has been a Democrat-held seat, solid blue. But, I mean, Obama won it by over 20 points. Uh, Hillary Clinton won that particular district by almost as much. Even Biden won it, but it was only by four points. But, they, but he still won it. And now it's flipped from blue to red. Oh, my goodness. And it's 85% Hispanic. 
85% Hispanic and a Republican Latina won it and won it rather decisively. And now you've got Hispanic Democrats, actually Democrats of all ethnic groups, I mean, since they love identity politics so much, they're freaked. I promise you, they are freaked. Every single poll that I have seen within the last month has had Hispanic support for Biden and his and Democrats in the mid-20s. The mid-20s. And now, Hispanic disapproval for Biden and the Democrats has reached 60%. 60% disapproval. And on top of that, it's not just Hispanics. Now, black folks, it's not quite as pronounced, but yes, even blacks are leaving, are, are finding displeasure in the Democrats. I mean, I mean this is just an interesting report because the chair, the chairwoman of the Congressional Black Cuckoos, uh, Joyce Beattie from Ohio, is apparently blowing it off, as well as Hispanic Democrats. They're just saying, oh, it's no big deal. Everything's fine. Biden's been great. Now, we're either talking severe, and I do mean severe denial, I mean denial on steroids, or they are just simply lying through their teeth as, I mean, and I think it's a little bit of both, to be perfectly honest. But the New York Times, not exactly the most favored I mean, it's certainly not a conservative paper, reported that on June 11th, party officials are growing concerned about Biden's leadership, his age, and his, and his capability to take the fight to former President Trump a second time, quote-unquote, from the paper. So, yeah, it's, it's getting worse, folks. It's getting worse and worse and worse and worse for Democrats. The red wave is looking more like a red tsunami, at least in the House. The Senate, whole different deal. But yeah, now of course, you know, the congressional black cuckoos won't even think about asking someone like a Byron Donalds from Florida or Burgess Owens from Utah who are black Republicans, no, nope, they don't want them because it, it's all about, you know, keeping the, the victimhood mentality alive in the minds of, of, black, of black voters. But now, last year, over the last year, black support for Biden and Democrats went from 85% to 63%. Now, that may not seem like a big deal, but you lose 20% support, over 20% in a year from one of the most uh, reliable coalitions for Democrats, and that's black American voters. But they're ticked off too, just like Hispanics. Now, the fact that Trump in 2020 got 12% of the black vote might not seem like a big deal. So what, he got 
But I promise you, if if he if Trump runs in 2024 and he gets at least 15% of the black vote only, the Democrats are screwed. They're done. They are toast. Because the fact that Trump got the most the highest percentage of the black vote of any Republican president scares them because he actually did things. He did things for black America. He worked with political and faith leaders trying to establish enterprise zones in Baltimore, in Ferguson, in every inner city that you possibly could. President Trump also gave historically high amounts of funding to historic black colleges and universities, including the one that my parents went to, that my grandparents went to. So yeah, because my family went to at least a couple of historic black colleges in the South. And so yes, Trump did that. Historic levels and long-term funding so yeah, so whatever the black cuckoos tell you, uh, it's a lie. It's delusional. They're drowning in denial because they know Biden is getting his butt kicked. So yay, he's got Kamala Harris. Heals up Harris as his vice president. <laughs> That's a joke. Oh, and speaking of uh, Kamala Harris, apparently, as I knew they would, the Ministry of Truth is coming back in a whole new form. Now, the person who is going to be heading the Disinformation Governance Board, Nina Jankowitz is out. I mean, she was already out of her mind, but now she's just out because she got turned on and a lot of who she used to work for came to light. But now, all of a sudden, working with Alejandro Mayuckas, as Homeland Security Secretary, the head of the newly formed uh, Ministry of Truth will be, wait for it, Kamala Harris. Yes, the, uh, the new queen of disinformation will be running the board and running it right into the ground. Crash and burn. And yes, I told people, liberals, leftists, progressives, whatever term you want to use, they don't quit. They come back again and again and again. So yeah, hello. So they're coming back, reforming the board, because they're, they know their time is running out. Because November 8th is coming, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming, and it's coming sooner than you think. Congress isn't going to have a whole lot of working days between now and the elections. And, oh, yeah, it's just going to be fun. And we still haven't gone through the entire primary season. So, my friends, hang on. It's going to get weird, and it's going to get weird awfully fast. Ay, 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 ay. So yes, my friends, it's going to be, a, it's already turning into a wacky summer. I mean, we've already got airfares up 38% from last year. Preachy Pete 
the the transportation secretary is uh, threatening to do all kinds of executive action to the airline industry. It's like, wait a minute, Pete. You already have screwed up the uh, the <laughs> the supply chain. You've screwed over the trucking industry. Diesel prices are not being helped, and yet, you know, now you want to drive and brag about your your electric car. And yet, most people cannot even afford regular gas to put in their cars. I'm like, Pete, you were a dipstick as mayor of South Bend. You're an even bigger dipstick now. You are not ready for prime time. You never were ready for prime time. So, I don't know what you think you're going to do to help the, the airline industry because they've already had thousands of flights that have been delayed or canceled since Memorial Day weekend. And it's not looking any better. Ay, 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 ay. So, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, the prices, gas prices are still obscene and going up. There's still, we still have a baby formula crisis. And moms with newborns can't seem to get it. But I'm sure you and your husband, Pete, have no trouble getting formula for your babies because you're special. Ugh. More like, ugh. More like so special I ought to call you Ed. But, my friends, I do not know. But at least for today, this Father's Day, I just want to say a hearty thank you and a heartfelt thank you to all of you hardworking dads. You've had a lot to go through. You've got all sorts of people, so elitists, trying to tell you that, oh, you're awful, you're this toxic masculinity crud. It's like, oh, please, dear God, just ignore them. They don't get it. They don't know what you have to do to keep a roof over your family's head, to keep food on the table, the sacrifices you're having to make just to take care of your families like responsible people do. So for all you dads who are out there working harder than ever before, trying to be good husbands, good dads, trying to play by the rules and teach your kids and protect them from all the crud, that the schools are trying to put them through, I say I give you a salute because we need you. We need you now more than ever. The fight is worth it. So please, don't quit. Take today. Be celebrated. Have a good old time. Do whatever you want and just enjoy it because we're back at it tomorrow, folks. But all you dads, God bless you all. I thank you all because we need you now more than ever. And with that, I say thank you for listening, everybody, on this special edition of the program. We will be back at it tomorrow for a brand new week of craziness and some fun along the way. So take care for now. Have a great Father's Day, all you dads. And I love y'all. So take care in the meantime, and remember that patriots come in all colors. <laughs>